time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 253, live from Musa Dura in Bali. My name's Trevor Long from EFTM.com.au. Joining me each and every single week that we do this, uh, Stephen Frenick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Uh, I don't know how to say hello in... Balinese, whatever the Indonesian. What's, what's the language here? I don't know. Indonesian. Indonesian. That's Balinese is a language, isn't it? Isn't it? I'm not sure it is. No. I don't know. Well, I didn't, wouldn't know how how to say hello anyway. So that's my point. But hello. <laughs> hello. Um, we we are recording late at night. That's why we. Yeah, let's, oh, that's why I'm a little bit punch drunk at the moment. Let's be upfront about that. It is 10:39 p.m. local time, which means it's nearly one o'clock in Sydney. So we're a bit at the end of the day, let's be honest. But we got here this afternoon, late this afternoon, and we pretty much went straight to dinner with our hosts, Huawei. We're here with Huawei. They're having a bit of a conference, I guess you'd call it. You know, they've got a lot of their dealers from Indonesia and a few other places, but they've also got something like 300 media as well, I don't know, from all around the Asia-Pacific kind of region. So you know, everything from New Zealand to Malaysia and things like that. So it's a pretty big deal for them. And Tomorrow is going to be a long day of basically just hearing from their executives, understanding the, the corporate strategy, things like that, and then obviously getting some hands-on time with some of their newer products, the P9 being the one they announced in London a few weeks ago. So, you know, big event, and the, these things are always set so that... And it sounds almost crazy that you would fly journalists from all around the world, but you've got to remember, putting on multiple events in multiple places is either the same cost, or it means that you can't coordinate, you know, the announcement, but based on a time zone. So it's just a, a fundamentally better way to go about these things. Uh, and you've been saying these things for years, but that's what we expect to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it, it is because we've got a couple of hours behind. It's still uh, Star Wars Day here as well. Still, May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you as well, Trevor. So yes, I thought I'd slip that in there too. It's beautiful that we should record on such a such a historic and prestigious day on the uh, on the on the calendar of the world. Uh, this is Two Blokes Talking Tech. We do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au. If you want more information, we'll tell you about their products shortly. All right, let's kick it off with Vodafone. Um, I thought their announcement on Monday was both well done in terms of an announcement, and we'll talk about how it was announced to us, but also it's a it's a great thing for prepaid customers. Prepaid users now have the option on Vodafone to mix their own plan. It's called Vodafone MyMix, and let's, let's think about the, the current state of play for prepaid customers. They go to a service station, they put $30 down, they get a voucher code, they they call up and they recharge. Or you go to the website, myvodafone.com.au, you see how many days left on your balance, and then you choose a combo, $30, $40, $50 recharge. And that recharge includes a certain amount of data, Uh, probably unlimited calls and a certain amount of international minutes. And what Vodafone says here, and this has been done overseas and has been tried in Australia by things like Yatango and stuff, but this is big for a major telco. You choose what you want and then you find out the price. So the simple way to look at this is you go, I'd like to recharge, please. Thank you. Good. I'd like five gig of data. 
I don't want infinite calls. I'm happy with just 120 minutes worth of calls. And I certainly don't need any international calls. And so because you're foregoing any international calls, you're foregoing the infinite um, call concept. Everyone, every prepaid customer gets infinite texts. You're saving money. And 30% of Vodafone prepaid customers don't make a single phone call. Yeah, and I think that... It's obvious that one size doesn't fit all when it comes to a prepaid plan, especially prepaid customers, because you think, well, they want that certainty. That's why they're a prepaid customer. And what I like about this plan is that it lets you also choose the expiry period. You, you can there's a, you can have it for as short as seven days. Yep. So you, you, you might be, I don't know, have friends in town or traveling somewhere or doing whatever you need to do. Or uh, you may have three months where you think, okay, I'm going to be home. I'm going to be good. I think there's, what, 72 different combinations. Yeah. It starts at $8. So you could, be, you could do a seven-day recharge, 500 meg of data, and basically not many calls, 120 calls, and it's $8. Or you could go all the way up and say, okay, I want to, I want three months worth of stuff, and it'd be eight gig of data, but it's a, it's a bonus at the moment, so it's an extra four gig. So twelve gig of data to use over ninety days, with unlimited so that's calls. Not, that's not in a month, eh? So that's a, that's the catch. And that's you, the eight gig has to run for that expiry period. That's right. you're, yeah. you're buying a, a bunch of stuff for use over that expiry period. But think about this, right? Prepaid customers want that. I want to control my my spending well, and stuff. That's why they're prepaid customers. But. But they also learn what they want. They're happy with it. Carry it. Why not recharge for thirty for, yeah. for for ninety days? And I think we should add too that once they go for another refill, another recharge, they can do it all again. They can change it around. They can oh this month, you know what? I'm going to make I'm going to make a I know I've got to make a lot of calls, so they get go infinite calls. I'm not going to maybe use as much data. I'm going to be home, Wi-Fi, and all that. Yeah. So it is truly a personalised plan. Yeah for your needs. I think most people would find their sweet spot and run with that regularly, but it, you do have the flexibility. But just look at it this way, and I don't have it in front of me, but I think from memory, a $30 plan, you could basically save five bucks if you go, I don't need the infinite calls. Now that's that's a big saving. So basically, instead of paying 35 for something, you pay 30 because you don't want the calls. And I think that's a really generous, a really simple thing. And I think the other telcos have to follow. Otherwise, in a prepaid market, this is competitive because prepaid people are not on contracts. Well, I think the, the, the whole way they've uncomplicated it as well, like because prepaid customers... They've kind of been locked into, well, this is the best, the closest I can get to what I need. And a lot of people think, well, I'd rather have it for longer than 30 days. They want to have a longer period before they have to recharge again. So uh, good on Vodafone for doing it. And what an interesting place where they launched it to. It was a great event. I was just going to say, and and again, people know I'm a picky eater. We talked about it at dinner again, of course. But it's a great example to me. I love a hamburger. But I would never agree to have Luke Mangan make me a burger because it would it would have fancy things on it, right? Blue cheese, like blue. He, he chose <laughs> blue to, cheese. Uh, he chose to make. He stood in front of us at his little Mojo um, test kitchen, and he, he he made a burger. It had blue cheese. It had caramelized onions, and it had tomato. Those are things I wouldn't want. So Not even tomato. You don't have no, tomato. Are you no. serious? So let's say it's on the menu, and it's fifteen bucks for a Luke burger. I'd be saying, can I can I have it without the tomato? And you feel like an idiot. So this is, and so what he did, he, he, true, I assume. he made everything. Well, he made all the preparations and we got to then make it ourselves. Make we put the bun in. I beetroot absolutely on, on, yeah, a, on a hamburger. On mine. I, I did everything on mine. And I, so the idea was of the 15 of, of us there, we all made different burgers yeah. from the same ingredients. And that's exactly what Vodafone is offering here yeah, with my very mix. Smart. Very smart. Uh, I, uh, 
I did I did stack it on. I'm, I'm a kind of go big or go home type of guy, as you know, Trev. So I put everything on this bird. I've never had a better better hamburger in my life. And it you made it yourself. Give yourself a wrap, don't you? Well, as I said to Luke Mannion on the way out, I think I was his sous chef because he made it. He cooked it. <laughs> I simply He's constructed put it. together. Yeah, he put it together, of course. Anyway, the details of the MyMix uh, um, concept and plans are up at eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, I'm excited, Trevor, I've got to say. I can see. It's I'm May the 4th. Why excited. wouldn't you be? I've perked up a bit, even though it's like 4 o'clock in the morning in Sydney. <laughs> what, what time is it in Sydney? Uh, that the I'm excited by the news of 4K, and in particular, 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray players are here. They're coming. Mm. Panasonic announced theirs last week. It is the UB nine hundred GNK. Oh, okay. unforgettable! Roll, rolls off the tongue. And what what I like about it is that it, it's going to finally deliver the content that a lot of customers have been crying out for. There's a lot of customers and potentially a lot of listeners who already have a four K TV. Yeah, you bought a big and, new TV in the last two or three years, and you went for the four K option. It might not have been the most expensive, yeah. but it might have had four well, K. I think. Look. If you're looking for a new TV now, a new main TV now, you'd be mad not to go 4K. Right. You've got to go 4K. TVs are a five to ten year investment. Absolutely, you absolutely should be future proof. Future proof that absolutely right. So what the good news is that Panasonic have now they, they became the first company to officially announce a Blu-ray player, a 4K Blu-ray player in Australia. Samsung have also got a player that will be officially announced next week. Release date will probably be in the next couple of months. I think the Panasonic is not out till September, and pricing hasn't been announced. I'm hoping that it comes in at $999, under $1,000, Possibly eight ninety nine. You never know. I think you can buy a Blu-ray player now for like a hundred bucks. Well, let's let's talk about it. they they launched eight Blu-ray player. Yeah. You know, in and, the range and DVR their, combos. Their most expensive one was seven four nine. So you have to assume it's going to be more than that. Which means I agree. I think if you get, if it can come under a thousand nine 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 would be. Although they might release it at ten forty nine, and then it'll be in stores and knock it down to nine ninety nine. So Samsung's will be announced next week. Samsung, well, we'll do the podcast from the Samsung event. I'm assuming you're going. It's on a Wednesday night. Right, yeah. Okay. That's so we're, we're going to have to be there to do that okay. live from the yeah, Samsung launch. Our commitment Kud- to our in Kudjin, right near where I live. Oh, oh what a shock! Yeah, they're not having the buddy event at Hornsby, are they? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll be keen to see because Samsung actually made a lot more noise about theirs at CES. Panasonic had theirs at CES too, and Panasonic is actually already out in the US, by the way. Well, I saw them both on Tuesday. They both brought them into the Today Show. Panasonic, unfortunately, didn't make it on the show for reasons that don't need to be discussed. But (laughs) the Panasonic one's quite a big, chunky unit. The Samsung one's quite a nice, uh, slimline thing. It's got like a curved front panel on it. And what are you thinking of the price on the Samsung? Well, I, I think they'll come in cheaper than Panasonic. I think they will because you look at Panasonic, they're, they're sort of coming from a, a sort of a greater heritage of production. And Let me put it to you this Hollywood. way. Panasonic won't sell a single one. Why not? Because Samsung's price is going to be ridiculously yeah, good. Yeah, I know. But it's like Panasonic, I think, is going to position themselves as kind of the, the Mercedes-Benz of the 4K Ultra HD and Samsung will be the... It's a standard. Uh, 4K Blu-ray is a standard. Well, How can it, you be one better that, than the other? It is that. Well, they are. You, 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 will, you will be surprised that the added features of the, of the product, and, and Panasonic got a lot of technology under the hood as well with this one. And they have got a lot of high-end audio technology built into their one as well. Yeah, well they've got, because, they, because they've got their Hollywood laboratory, they've got research and development laboratory in Hollywood for Blu-ray. So th- out of the gate, they've got a lot of knowledge. 
And I think anyone who's looking for, look, you're gonna be watching 4K and you're gonna be spending eight, 900 bucks. You might as well go an extra 100 to get an even better player. Again, people will think, well, no. The, ch- the challenge here is gonna be, well, why buy it when I can stream it? I can stream 4K. But the thing, the distinction we need to make here, and 20th Century Fox are going to release the Revenant uh, day and date with their Blu-ray and DVD. So on the same day, the Revenant in 4K, HDR too, by the way, Blu-ray and DVD all on the same day. And people are thinking, and I've written a little bit about this on Tech Guide, well, I can stream it. But you're not going to get the same quality for various reasons. The the bit rate's not there. Just the, 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 you need a quite a, str- a quite a bit of bandwidth to get 4K streaming properly at home. So I think we're going to finally see people who want to showcase every single pixel on their new 4K Ultra HD TV are finally getting the opportunity to do it. And I'm I'm, going to, I'm really excited to see these because I've told them straight out, I want to buy one of these things. I've got a 4K projector in my theatre at home. Mm-hmm. I've got a 4K TV in my lounge room. I want to see 4K off a disc as it should be. I think Samsung will smash it next week. My my understanding is their price is going to be hundreds of dollars yeah. lower than Panasonic's. Well, and Panasonic, I think that's a big deal. That's for why them. Panasonic hasn't announced a price. So if, if Samsung come out at, say, let's say 799 Panasonic could come out at 899 hmm. I don't know. I think that... Put it this, I'll put it to you this way. Panasonic's going to have to come out at a lower price than their highest yeah, priced high other Blu-ray. one. Yeah, but you've got to remember the high-end Blu-ray players are DV DVR recorders as well. So the Blu-ray, the 4K is just a player. It's not a recorder. That's Okay, the well, so then it, then it should it should well be 700 or less. Competitive, mm. yeah. But I think Panasonic was smart, though, hanging back with the price. Because you don't want to look like an idiot and have to change your price. Any negotiation you'll ever do in your life, I'll give you the tip. The first one who names a price loses. You you let someone else name the price price first. Mm. That's it. Negotiation. Life advice here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. The the Blu-ray wars will will heat up. I firmly believe this is a great thing for 4K because I know you can stream and I can do all those things, but... The ability to just get a disc, whack it in, and HDR, HDR, it's going to be awesome. So great news from Panasonic and uh, next week, Samsung. The details of the Panasonic are at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au, and we will do the show next week from Samsung's announcement uh, of same. Yeah, their TV and uh, audio launch. We can't wait. Well, this, this story has been bubbling away ever since Optus... Uh, acquired the rights to the English Premier League. And when we say acquired the rights, we mean everything. The broadcast rights, the online rights, the mobile rights, the every right, so that Fox Sports cannot broadcast EPL. And then the they did make an announcement, I think a month or so ago, uh, suggesting that they, they would be you know making it available via Fetch TV and via streaming and that there would be some broadcast rights through SBS. So there's a couple of games I can't quite work out yet. that they're, they're being very sketchy about what will be broadcast. But today they announced their pricing and they said it would be from $15 extra per month. You have to be an Optus customer. And with that, you can then add EPL to your... Your world for fifteen dollars a month. So now you've got to be a, either an Optus broadband customer or mobile customer. Correct, either or both. Now, if you are both, you're likely spending more than eighty-five dollars a month. If you are, it's free. Right. So what they're trying to do is push people up in the in the average revenue per user per month. You're free how to watch on my phone or to watch on Fetch TV or which if I'm a home customer. If you are any Optus customer, 
you can you can register four mobile devices to watch it. Yeah. So, and this is critical. If you're an Optus Broadband customer and a Vodafone mobile customer, you can register your mobile device and watch EPL, but you will pay for the data with Vodafone for the streaming. I see. Okay, but if you're an Optus customer, it'll be free. the The data is unmetered, yeah. so there's an incentive to become an Optus mobile customer. If you are the opposite, you're an Optus mobile customer, but a Telstra home broadband customer, you can watch it via your mobile phone and you can get and or you can get a fetch tv box now you can't buy a fetch tv box from harvey norman and put it in your house and watch the epl you no you if you're an optus home broadband customer you'll buy the yes tv which is fetch tv but they're releasing a new fetch tv in july now i spoke to the boss of fetch tv today and he he confirmed to me that it was going to be a retail box as well as through optus you'd be able to go to harvey norman buy the box and plug it into your Telstra broadband. And as long as you're an Optus mobile customer with a you know, registered account details, you'd be able to watch the EPL through the Fetch Mini, which is basically an Apple TV. They hate me saying that, but to, to put yes, it in context, it's a yeah, small device that only streams, but so it does everything else that a Fetch TV does. To be clear, you can't watch EPL without being a, some type of Optus customer. Yep. If you want to watch it live in every single match, because yeah. SBS will only have a and couple of games. And there's a lot of people I've been seeing Filthy stuff about it, on yeah. Twitter and, and social media is lit up about this. I think Choice Magazine, Choice wrote a story saying that the if you take a, a, a 24-month contract to get your Optus broadband, it's something like $2,400. You could actually fly to England and watch a game live for the same price, which is a great headline. Stupid. A great headline, but let's be serious. Let's be fair income about it. But look, Optus did this for a reason. Mm-hmm. And the reason, which we've just said, is you need to be an Optus customer. You love EPL that much? Switch to Optus. And if they acquire an additional 100,000, 200,000 customers... Well, it starts to work for them. It, it won't pay for itself. Yeah. Let's be clear, they've paid millions and millions of dollars for this, but it will simply have an, an, a positive effect on their user growth, their, their average reg- revenues, things like that. As a former sports editor and sports journalist, I can tell you now that EPL and soccer in general is a, is a huge sport that people are willing to do anything to watch this sport. But critically... And Australia has proven this. They're willing to pay for Fox. Yeah. Fox Sports have had a huge growth in in their their overall um, users over the years because they have the EPL. Now Fox Sports have done a pivot and gone right. We're, we've brought in because BN the, the the sports network used to be an add on package to Fox Sports. That's yeah. now part of Fox Sports for free if you've got the sports package. Mm-hmm. So they've tried to bolster their football so they don't lose too many so, customers. So but be upset if you're a Foxtel customer, you just signed up to Foxtel. And now, like the EPL season kicks off right August, so if you sign up to Foxtel before this was announced, like just before this was announced on like a two-year plan, I reckon you go to the ombudsman, you get out. But this has been in the market now for eight nine months, and you know the 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 service. So what? It was a year ago they announced it, and we discussed it a couple of episodes ago about how digital the these rights. Everyone thought, what Optus has bought the EPL? What? Well, it's now becoming clear why, and EPL is just one sport that is in this situation right now, what's to say that Formula One is the next one or Rugby League's the next one? I said, I'll pay. I I will go where I need to go to get my Formula One. would you, I'll put it on you right now, would you, if Formula One was taken off, say Telstra had Formula One exclusively, Mm -hmm. would you switch to Telstra to watch Formula One? Yep. So there you go. That's and the, and the thing right. is, I would switch my home broadband before I'd switch my mobile because mobile's a more personal thing. And yeah. remember, what everyone's got to do is stop their 
their one day thinking and think five and ten years. Now, I'm not trying to be egotistical, but that's I'd had to do that for years. You got to, you got to, in my job at SBS, you had to think five and ten years ahead. The thing here is, in ten years from now, forget five. In ten years from now, National Broadband Network, everyone's got internet at reasonably high speeds, and critically, the choice of providers becomes much easier. Right now, if your exchange is an IINet and da, 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 if you've got cable, it's got to be Telstra. Or so everyone can use every provider. So yeah, in in five years from now, you want the EPL? Yeah, I'll switch my home broadband to you. No worries. Throw in the EPL. Also, throw in a fetch TV box. So Ooh, Optus becomes a huge say. player in the IPTV market. Do not downplay the power of the fetch TV. It is sensational. Oh, that's great. That's a good package. And it does have a lot of channels that you'll find on Foxtel, like you know, Entertainment and Fox Sports, as I think, even on, on Fetch no. TV. Oh, it's not. But there you are... used to have Fox Sports News, but they don't, oh, they, they don't have it now. But, but there are still... They've be, they got B in. Like they've got A&E and a lot of those channels on Fetch TV. Mm-hmm. But just sort of, sort of on the timing of this as well, you mentioned the NBN. Now, one thing, if it was me... Say it happened to me, and, I, and like I'm an Optus Cable customer already, right? And say that Telstra had the NRL only. I would be I would be hesitant because Telstra only have ADSL in my area. They don't have cable. Mm-hmm. So can you stop ringing me, Telstra, the Telstra yeah. call centers? I, you don't have cable. I'm not interested. So now that it's if the NBN is going to be the 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 big leveler of all the the internet services, so it's not a choice between ADSL cable, wireless, whatever, it's going to be the same everywhere, yeah. then that decision is suddenly becomes a lot easier. That's right. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. It becomes a whole lot easier when the NBNs so are around. pretty smart then what Optus have done then, haven't this they? This is the thing, it's right? It's pretty smart of they, People will be able to churn, acquire. But mate, they're going to do very, very well out of this. Over a long period of time, it won't be a short-term deal. And just while we're talking about EPL, how good was that story about Leicester, Leicester City, the, yeah. the Premier League? Like, Isn't that genius? They were 5,000 to 1 at the start of the season. Yeah. Absolutely amazing, I, um, and the coach apparently got received a hundred thousand pound bonus for every place ahead of the nearest team they were, and I think he got like a one point five million pound bonus for winning it as well. I don't know if you saw this one today, but um, streams of Queens "We Are the Champions" on Spotify <laughs> um, increased Stop by two thousand three hundred and fifty seven percent in the city of Leicester in the hours following the match. That is the best statistic I've seen That's from awesome. Spotify ever. Awesome. Um, so yes, we are yeah. the champions. Two thousand three hundred fifty seven percent. Similar stats in early October twenty fourteen when Souths won the comp in oh. Red, around Redfin. Red, Red, what song? Well, for that we are the <laughs> champions. Oh god! And what are they? What are they? What, what's the song now? Well, let's not talk about it right now, Trevor. Okay. Well, listen, uh, I'm with the Eels. We, are you we, kidding? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's our next game. South Souths play the Eels in our next. Yeah, match. well, hopefully we can work out who we're going to play. Exactly. But which 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 players? You're listening to two blokes talking tech. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au for more information about all their products, including the fantastic Nighthawk X8, their uh, their new uh, tri-band router with uh, active antennas, which actually makes a, a, a huge difference in my view to the ability to, to really push the Wi-Fi network throughout the home and target your devices where you are. I had an absolutely marked increase in the, in the range and speed of my network at home when I installed this thing. It's a great device. It is a premium product in this around $699, but it will do wonders for your home network if you are a family or a users of streaming, gaming, and those kind of activities. You need a solid 
reliable network at home, not just a great internet connection. So check out the Netgear Nighthawk X8. We've both reviewed it it's on both of our websites, and of course, it's at netgear.com.au. Um, is this the bit where I get to say I told you so? Oh, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we, we, we recorded on Wednesday night last week and Thursday morning. Yeah, uh, ANZ, Thursday, Thursday. ANZ announced Apple Pay was coming to Australia. You did mention on a previous podcast that you were, that you did. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the kudos here, Trevor, <laughs> that you did come across some information that suggested very strong that ANZ would be the next mover. And it's interesting to me, and I feel sorry for Amex now. Amex moved first on this in November. I was in Hornsby, Westfield the other day, walking through, and there's massive banners for ANZ. But it says, "Bring first to bring Apple Pay to Australia." Well, that's a lot of crap. Amex did that. Australian banks, but it's just it's it's deceptive, mate. It's not not good. But anyway, bottom line now, if you're an ANZ customer, you've got Visa, uh, debit or credit cards with ANZ. You can now on your phone. Add them to Apple Pay, and you can tap and go your phone with a fingerprint verification. It is so cool, so easy to use. And I stand by my commitment, which I made some months ago, probably in November last year. I'm going to change to ANZ as a bank because they were the first to do it. Absolutely. Who are you with now? I'm with St. George now. They can get stuffed. I've been with them for 100 years. Brushed. Brushed. St. George? But I've had a lot of feedback online, mate. People that are... People that some that are saying I'm switching and some that are saying right Combank, you've got two months. Well, that's the thing. I, I think that any other anyone listening to this right now who wants Apple Pay, tell your bank. If you're if, if they've got thousands of people saying when are you going to release Apple Pay, then I think hello they're going to be thinking well geez we better get on Apple Pay. I, I I probably can't get in right now to to my Twitter, but I I tweeted an article earlier today um, that that showed a really interesting um, comparison of the social conversation around Apple Pay over the last kind of week and a bit. And the part of the story, but not the whole story, but part of the story was about Commonwealth Bank losing their, their innovation tag in one fell swoop. You know, we've always thought of ComBank as yeah. being the innovator because of the things they're doing in both the, the merchant and, and the mobile. Why do you think that? Is it, is it that... Is it that look? And, and let's not kid ourselves. Apple are making money out of this, so yeah. Apple is is involved. Yeah. So why would ComBank not be that first mover? What, because they're arrogant. They, the banks are arrogant. They want to make too much money, and and the ComBank doesn't want to give up their point zero zero one percent of a fee, right? And they're arrogant about it because they think. See, this is the problem with innovation, especially in big companies like that. They think they are so good that their thing is better than Apple's. Sorry, ComBank. Apple Pay is seamless. It is outstanding. Yeah. It is great to use. And the hilarious thing is the ANZ CEO flat out said that he did this because he was sick of people tweeting him and emailing him about having Apple Pay. Yeah, power of the people. Bloody oath. Power of the people. And this is what we're saying, right? You've got, yeah. I had a bloke on, this is unrelated, but I had a bloke on, on the radio on Tuesday, you know, complain about his Telstra this and his Telstra that. And, you know, I, and I said, mate... Is he an EPL fan? No. He just he had like a prepaid and if he didn't use the, the data up, he'd lose the money. I'm like, yeah. mate, that's the deal. I said, but mate... If you're unhappy, you've got to tell them. You've got to pick up the phone and say, right, if you don't do this, I am cancelling my account. And we were talking about this in the car with, with Huawei. People are too loyal and too trusting in this country. You have got to simply switch. You've got to stand up and say, sorry, guys, I'm moving. But look, you're paying customers too. Hold hold the company accountable. That's right. So get what you want to pay for. That's get it. what you pay for. Yeah. Well, interesting. But on the Apple Pay, I think... Uh, Good on ANZ. I think uh, yeah. the the Apple Pay though is just phen- phenomenal growth. Yeah, it's um, well they've launched it in China, 
also rolled out in Singapore, and it's seeing today Apple Pay has now got five times more traction volume than a year ago. So Phenomenal. How, how do you like them apples? Do you like them? <laughs> you like them? Uh, Did you write that? Also, <laughs> yeah, and they're also using they're onboarding. Do you like that term? Onboarding a million new users, including T Long at uh, ANZ, per week. It's amazing. So, before we finish this segment, yep. right? So you're ANZ. You're going to switch to ANZ. Are we talking bank accounts, mortgage, the whole so bit? So my mortgage isn't with St George anymore. I've uh, already moved that to Yellow Brick Road. Your own house, anyway, so anyway. yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, no. I'll, I'll be upfront. We've got a joint account, Amanda and I, and we've got a second account, which is like just where we. we so what's your we pin number on. again, mate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I've got two two kind of accounts that are just mine, like my business account where I, where I so keep that's money. Where you put all your shifty. So money in. I'm going right. to walk in. I'm, I'm, I'm in town for a whole week next week, so I'm going to walk in with my hundred points of ID because it takes. I was going to do it on the day, but it takes three days to get a card, so I, I kind of didn't. Bother. So you're going to close the St George account. I'm going to walk in ANZ. I'm going to get an account within three days. I'll have a card in the mail as soon as. I have that I'm going to close the St George account I've got, I've got to keep it open while some invoices come in and things but that will be my new account for receiving my invoices and for, yeah. through the business and then I want to test the, the app so it's going to be a business account for, just for start with and then I'm going to test the app I haven't used their app I don't know what it looks yeah. like right test the app test the website and if it's as easy to use then I will Amanda and I will switch our accounts but I can't I can't bring Amanda into my little personal crusade here if it's if it's yeah. you know a crap so what, bank what, what are the chances of St George switching soon I think they're, they're I think they're very minimal. Westpac is the you know, owns St George, and I did get some information they were working on it some like like six months ago, but it was probably just preliminary. Mate, they St George would yeah. need to launch within a month yeah, for, I, for I me just, to not go. I just can't believe that like banking industry is such a competitive industry, mm. and I can't believe that like ANZ's made the first move, and. I'd like to think that Combank and everyone else are so competitive, they're not going to let that lie. They're going to think, well, we're going to do it too. Well, let me let me counter that it's with like, this. It's like News and news Limited and Fairfax. Whenever yeah. I, when I worked at News Limited, if Fairfax did anything, we had to do the same thing. Today, tonight, in a current affair. Mate, I wasn't... Are you never, never allowed to tweet what story we were doing until 6 o'clock because you didn't want Today, Tonight knowing what story you were doing so they didn't do the same story. It's so competitive. But here's the thing. You know what I reckon? I reckon, and I, I could be completely wrong, I reckon Apple... Have done a deal with ANZ for exclusivity. I reckon. I reckon. Exclusive period. No, 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 no. Why would Apple do that? Apple has struggled to get the banks to the table. They've all walked out of the room. Let's, you know, anecdotally. So they're at the table, and 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 ANZ says, "ANZ have said, give us a month. Uh, We'll we'll put billboards everywhere, right? So because ANZ are plastering the town with them. Massive Westfield East Gardens. So." And there's two reasons for that, right? Yeah. A, you give credits. Apple give credit to ANZ for doing it. So yeah. yes, we'll, we'll... It doesn't hurt ANZ, does it? Correct. It doesn't yeah. hurt Apple either. Yeah. And Android Pay is about to launch. So why not Apple get the billboards everywhere and then you know what will happen? I reckon Westpac, Commonwealth, NAB, they'll just launch them both at the same time, Apple so and Android, Android at the same time. Yeah. yeah, That makes sense. That, that makes, makes sense. That's too. what I think will happen. Yeah, that's good. That's, uh, that's very sensible. Anyway, um, it was good news for ANZ customers. Let us know if you've switched or thinking of switching or if you just don't care. Two blokes talking tech. <laughs> Now, there's one thing, Trevor, that you know that Star I Wars. like. I like almost... Well, Star Wars is... A, I'm a big fan of Star Wars. It made, big fan? Made, made Understatement of the century made here the, on 2 Did you like my picture with my figures in the theatre? Did you see that on social media? I didn't, mate. Sorry. I did uh, I did pose with my figures in my home. You theater. do pose on my, the dark The dark side, my, my dark side alliance with my... Has uh, Kylo put on any weight? Uh, no, not yet, but he's getting there. 
Anyway, uh, my uh, one thing that I like, not, not as much as Star Wars, but I'm a big fan of Call of Duty. Are you? Listeners, so this is new news for us. It isn't any. It isn't new news. Everyone knows I'm a fan. But what I was, I was very excited to hear though that they've announced another game. What a shock! And you know what? It is be like Apple announcing a new a, phone every it's, year. That's exactly right. Well, this is Call of Duty has become such a massive franchise, and I'll just refresh your memory. It wasn't. It was only two years. You know, ago. it's really, really late here, so I could actually <laughs> fall asleep here. Well, <laughs> drop, should I hold the microphone then, in case you? <laughs> Kevin Spacey was in a Call of Duty ma- game a couple of years ago. And and, I, and to this day, he has not starred in a body of work and a form of entertainment that made more money than that game. This is the sheer size of Call of Duty. Anyway, the latest edition of Call of Duty is going to be called Infinite Warfare. And it is from the publisher, the, the developer, Infinity Ward, who made, who really set Call of Duty alight, a fire with it when it when it released back in, back a few years ago. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So, <laughs> so anyway, I'll be really quick. Trevor's is falling asleep over here. The game for the very first time. Well, you'll have all your action, all your ground battles, and all that. But for the very first time, the action is going to extend beyond earth they're going into the solar system so they've literally broken the shackles of the earth that they're going to go out into the solar system there's no no information on the 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 storyline but they have indicated that the play will the play gameplay will move off the earth so you're going to be going from a ground battle to piloting a spacecraft and doing having all this this whole new experience. And of course, the online version of the game has got lots of new surprises as well. Great new physics in the design of the game and the player movement and lots of new weaponry and all of those exciting things which, Trevor, I'm sure you'll be lining up at midnight on November the 4th this year to get hold of it. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. If you want to read, if you want to read my story, you can do that at Tech Guide. But also, they have released a release, a, a reveal trailer, uh, which shows the just the remarkable graphics and how, how far they've come with the just the quality, the sheer quality of the game. Check that out. The uh, the reveal trailer and my story at TechGuide.com.au. And hang on a second. Wake up, oh, Trevor! Jesus Christ! Hello. <laughs> I just redlined the microphone. <laughs> Are you going to keep that bit in? Yep. <laughs> All right. Kogan, um, last story before the minute reviews because let's be honest, um, I don't know what time it is. Uh, I'm literally gibbering. Um, uh, Kogan put out a press release this morning, as he's very, very good at doing, suggesting that they were two months ahead of schedule and they'd released the Dick Smith website two months ahead of schedule. I had a look and thought, that's very, very good. Well done, people. But then I realised it's just the... It's a copy-paste of Kogan.com. <laughs> literally. No, no, literally. It is a white label. So people are familiar with white label. Is, it means it looks... It does the exact same thing. It's got a different logo on it. The menus are the same. The products are exactly the same in each category. It's just there's less categories in the Dick Smith shop than there are at Kogan. Now, that's exactly what I predicted he'd do. That's exactly what I thought it would be. When you're on a good thing, you stick to it. And here's why I think it's still smart. So, you're uh, you're in the market for a TV, and you've heard about this buying online stuff. And I'm, this sounds silly, but there are still people who have never thought about buying online, especially something worth a thousand bucks. 
So you're looking around online and you've seen JB, you've seen Harvey's and you, and you see this, come across Kogan, who's selling Kogan TVs, and you're like, oh, I've never heard of that. But then you come across Dick Smith selling Kogan TVs. Oh, okay, that's Dick Smith. And this is my thing about people not really knowing what happened to Dick Smith or anything like that. I think he'll do very well out of selling his own products through Dick Smith because people are more trusting of Dick Smith than they are of Kogan. But also, absolutely right, but also he's going to be selling other regular brands, as he does at Kogan. Graham, the sheer buying power he's going to have now across those two sites is going to be pretty powerful. But I think that, look... A lot of people are a little, a little I've just wary. Searched. <laughs> what? I went to search for Dick Smith, but I left the. Oh, let's not be talking about what came up on your screen right Jesus now. Jesus Christ! But I think that there's a lot of people, and you've probably heard this. People have rung up on the radio and said, "Oh, look, I'm thinking about buying a Kogan TV. Are they any good?" Yeah. So they need some justification totally. to go forward. But if they're buying a product from DickSmith.com.au, a, a reputable brand, been around for decades. Then I think that's going to ease that 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 that's little right. bit of uh, doubt. I think I said this when he bought the brand. I still have the same concern. People have this trust of Dick Smith, and they buy an iPhone. They don't realise they. Well, iPhone's a bad example, but some other phones they buy them overseas. It's a Samsung. It's an they LG. Stated already on the site that it's a It says the device is network unlocked, international model, and may differ slightly from local models. We have no affiliation with the manufacturer, which means he doesn't even have a right to sell the thing throughout from Apple. He's just buying it from a fact from a warehouse in in Hong Kong. Let's be honest. The customers on, a, it is on an there. iPhone. It's clear there, but a customer doesn't care. It's that's my that's my problem. It, customers don't care. And an iPhone, to be honest, safe to buy. If you're willing to wait the one to two weeks it's going to take yeah. to get there, then we should go point for out it. though that, that if you were to buy a grey import, let's say a Samsung grey import, and if something goes wrong with it, the Sam, Samsung Australia doesn't cover it. That's right. Apple does. Apple's Apple great. Apple does. They're terrific. But Samsung have a policy that says, "Well, no, it's a grey import. You've got to go back to the manufacturer mm. or back to the re- the seller." And get them to look after it. It's Kogan's problem. You've got to remember this. It's Dick Smith and Kogan's problem. And if you have a problem with a Samsung phone. In the unlikely event you're going to have a problem. They're pretty reliable, these devices. Very rarely do you see something going wrong. Yeah. But it's good to know that, that look, that there, it, was a, it was a no-brainer <laughs> that features iOS 7. There's a couple of operating systems behind. Yeah. Well, you've got to do a massive upgrade. But I think uh, there's... It, it was no surprise to see that the sites were very similar. They just applied their their online experience, all those metrics, all that knowledge, yeah. and it still comes up in the corner when someone buys something and says, oh, someone from Frankston just bought yeah. an iPhone. Yeah. Someone from Hornsby just bought a Thermomix. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but, God they don't sell those. <laughs> we have two of them. But no, I think... Uh, and you know, good good luck to them. A month early too, so they they gave, they weren't expected to launch till June the first. Yeah. But uh, they got it up and running a month earlier. So congratulations to all those to Kogan and Dick. Good to see. Look, a brand like Dick Smith surviving. That's I think the important part as well. DickSmith.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right, Stephen. Fire up, son. It's a 20 I have a feeling you're not going to interrupt me here with these minute reviews. Right? Massive. Do you want well, to take the microphone again? Just hold a little bit lower this time. Right. Here it is. Sorry. Stephen Fennick and his minute reviews. All right. We're going to kick it off with the Kindle Oasis. Now, if, you, if, you're, into your, if you're an e-book reader, then the Kindle is probably the, the top device you can buy. And then more important, more in particular, the Kindle Oasis is without a doubt the best e-reader they've produced. It's a it's a tiny little thing. I'm surprised how small it was. Like the device itself, still got a six-inch screen, still got your navigation buttons, still got a battery that lasts for weeks, 
But the device is the size of a CD case. That's what stunned me. I'm thinking, this thing's really small, mm. yet it has the same size screen as the previous Voyage. So CD case? CD case is how big it is. Have a look on Tech Guide if the site's working at the moment. You can see that uh, I have got a, I put a little photo there next to a CD, and it is exactly the same size. Mm. And it's, it's still got that six-inch screen, still got that paper white technology. There's 60% more LEDs on board this time too, so it's got a very even uh, color, a very even brightness on the screen. And the beauty of this type of brightness this this LED screen is that the light goes into the device, not out of the device. If you're reading an iPad, for example, with that big backlit, backlit screen, you're going to light the whole room up. If you're in bed next to your partner reading a book, then all you all that's going to be illuminated is the screen of the Oasis. Now, with the Oasis comes a cover. So the 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 device itself, I should talk about it. The thinnest part of the Kindle Oasis is just three point four millimeters, mm. and there is a thicker edge to it that is that fits really comfortably in your hand. It's got the up the forward and back buttons for your pages, and if you're reading your left hand or reading on your right hand, the accelerometer just turns the screen around the right way. So uh, that that's a really good feature. It, it comes with a cover that also has its own battery. One of the trade-offs I think for this make it so thin and light was you couldn't have a battery that 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 is as large as the previous model so that's a great idea where they've they've added a battery to the cover so that you can literally go months without having to charge to to go near a powerpoint so if you've got a fully charged cover fully charged charge kindle it's going to work out really well the screen itself 300 ppi pixels per inch so it's really sharp so it is like reading off paper you can read it in the in the brightness of the sunlight or in the darkness of your bedroom all around it is a really good product the one downside is the price it's a bit expensive it's 449 bucks granted you do get a cover with that the previous model the voyage the voyage you, you had to buy the kindle and then pay another 80 bucks for a cover here you're getting everything one but still premium product with a premium price if you're really if you're really into your ebooks then the Kindle Oasis, in my opinion, is, is the best experience you're going to get with an e-reader. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Next up, our next uh, device for our minute reviews is the Garmin X40. Now, I'm a fan of Garmin. They make so many cool products. And this is a really nice product. It's called the Approach X40. Now this is a, an activity band designed especially for golfers. So not only will it help them on the course, but also off the course it keeps track of all their activities, their steps, calories burned, distance traveled. It's even got a heart rate monitor. On the golf course, you've got access to data for more than 40,000 international courses. So when you're on the, on, the, on the course, no matter what hole you're playing, you can see precise distances to the front, middle, back of the green. You see how far it is to the next layup, bunkers, water. You've even got green view, which actually shows you the shape of the green. You can manually place the pin to correspond with that day's pin placement so your yardage is even more accurate. And you can also use it as your digital scorecard, keep individual stats like how many fairways you hit in regulation, how many how many fairways you hit greens in regulation, putts per round, if you really want to go into your round and to look for improvement there. Off the course, it's also tracking your steps, calories burned, even looks at your 
sleep, gives you reminders to stay active, and can connect to your smartphone and give you all those those smart notifications for your, you get a text message, calendar reminders, social media alerts, emails, incoming calls, all of that as well. It's got a battery that will last up to five days in normal mode, but if, you, if you're in GPS mode on the golf course, it's going to last for up to 10 hours because it's just such a taxing on the battery when you're using GPS. The Garmin X40 available now. It's priced at $389. Information at techguard.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening, everyone, and um, for putting up. It's breakfast time. Yeah, yeah. I've got nothing. Um, It's been great. Um, It's lovely to be here in the hot. Um, How sure. It you open the door. We're in a nice air-conditioned room here. You open the front door, and it's like a punch in the face. The heat, isn't it? The humidity. I've never had a punch in the face. <laughs> Would you like one? It'll wake. Not you from up. you, It'll no. Wake you up. <laughs> um, we uh, we are here as guests of Huawei, and uh, it is great of them to have us here to record two blokes talking tech, and obviously to take in their product showcase over the next day or so. And uh, we'll be back in town next week, and we will uh, broadcast live from the Samsung. Uh, home entertainment uh, launch uh, as soon as I put that in my diary, Stephen. Oh, <laughs> and and uh, all the information regarding tonight's podcast, uh, the stories, the information, the photos of us because we're very, 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 very handsome. <laughs> um, you and you know what? You know, I've decided. He, he, here's what I'm going to make an announcement. I'm going to make an announcement. Hello, anyone, anyone that tweets both Stephen and I with the Ziggy Zaggy hashtag. I will reply and, and, and requests what I'm about to suggest. I'll reply with a photo of Stephen with a flower in his ear drinking a mocktail. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering where that was going to get out. That's a way to get listener engagement. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to tweet it out and ask for comments. I, I require you to send Stephen Fennick with a PH and Trevor Long yeah. and with a Ziggy Zang hashtag uh, some witty comment that will uh, earn you a photo of Stephen Funny Fennick. A photo of me that was taken with an oppo. R9 mm. with the beauty mode on mm. and just quietly beauty mode and me get along really well <laughs> because I'm pretty sure you're going to change your uh, your profile picture to the one we took last week and here's what I'm prepared to give in return for that basic humiliation because I understand it is a form of him I'm prepared to at some point in the next two days put on the sarong that has been <laughs> that has been provided this is like an you APEC conference sarongs, yeah, it's like an APEC conference we're all going to be standing sarong there I'm prepared to put so wrong I'm going to wear the sarong you, you can take a photo of me no no it, oh, you can take uh, a photo of me are you sure you haven't been drinking tonight no you can take a photo of me and you can reply to those people with that photo okay is that a deal we're going to take one together oh you're going to wear the sarong as well okay I haven't Room here, you'll get your sarong right here, but we'll have to organise a picture in the next few days for Definitely. for those people. Yeah, well, we have to wear it to dinner tomorrow night, mate. Well, yeah, that's we'll, debatable. We'll be seen about that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, and thanks for your patience, really, because uh, we are off the wall gibbering. Two blokes talking tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>